This time on Geek Pod Blue. With a name like Jeff Sessions, you'd think he was like producing Motley Crue albums or something. Uh, you can see it right now, you know, Metallica's new album produced by Bob Rock and Jeff Sessions. And it's sad because it's the only time I can ever remember where you could go to a person and actually say, Hey Jeff, do you think that maybe for the very first time in your entire existence, you could be a decent moral human being? and go make some heavy metal records? Warning, station is now code blue. Without Lucy in the sky, I'm going to do it with my words because the man does not want you to hear me. Now, when my friend Hugh asked me to come on the show and do a segment, I thought, why not? You know, I haven't been out of the RV out in the desert in quite a while, and I don't get a whole lot of correspondence, so when a letter actually gets to me, I go, man, this little letter tried real hard, so I guess I better listen to it and do what it says. And he asked me, hey, why don't you come on my show and do a segment? I've got a brand new podcast and I'd like you to be part of it. And I thought to myself, my God, there are people out there that are listening to only him. They are not getting the truth. They are getting fed the lies and the bullshit. They're being told what the man wants them to know, what he wants them to hear. So I figured I better come on here and be your hero. I hear this podcast is about heroes. Now... I don't buy in to what the news says. I don't buy into what people want me to think is going on in the world. In fact, Hugh's been trying to get me to quit smoking and pick up vaping, but I refuse to do that. I don't know what's in that liquid. It could be the same stuff that's in chemtrails. Uh, actually, EH, I make my own liquid, so I know exactly what's in it. I can't hear you over the sound of your corporate knob gobbling. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that kid's never gonna learn anyway. As I was saying, I don't believe in all of those things. I keep to myself and I thought, you know what? I've just finished lining the inside of my brand new used Volvo with tinfoil. It's about time I took a trip across the country. Now, I had planned on talking about something completely different today. But then I got a news alert on my Blackberry this morning. And I saw some very interesting news and I felt in my heart that I had to talk about it. Now, you may have seen this as well, but the autopsy report on Carrie Fisher has come out. Now, Carrie Fisher, that was a lady right there. The princess of, of every boy's heart, the first lady of the universe. And, of course, we lost her. Well, that was sad enough. But they say today that there were reports of drugs in her system. Of course there were drugs in her system. That lady knew how to party, but... Something just doesn't sit right with me now. They said that she had traces of cocaine and ecstasy and other other drugs in her system. And it was a combination of those and sleep apnea that took the princess away from us. Now, I, I don't deny that those things could have contributed to it. 
but there's something about this that bothers me. Now, they said that there were trace amounts of heroin in her system and she had come into contact with it in the last four days. Now, her drug use has been extensively talked about by herself in her books. You know, and I don't recall heroin being mentioned. That's a crazy drug. That's not something you pick up at that age. You don't go, hey, you know what? I think I'd like to try some heroin today. You know, I mean, if, if you're older and you're in a bad mood, you, you go to what you know. You also don't see any chubby heroin addicts out there. So I just can't understand. Now, I don't mind drug use. In fact, I take part in much recreational drug use myself, if you can tell. But this just doesn't sit right. This was a lady who knew how to party. She knew how to take those drugs and live life and just go crazy. And the idea that she would accidentally take the wrong combination of things and then sleep apnea kills her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right with me. Now, maybe I'm creating a conspiracy theory where one does not exist. But I can't help but think, what did she represent? What was she to the world? Well, I'll tell you what she was. She was the old guard passing the baton down to the young guard. The old image of a good female role model passing it on to a young female role model in the form of Daisy Ridley as Rey in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, that may not seem like a big deal because Rey is still around, but you're also not going to buy that Daisy Ridley died of a combination of drug overdose and sleep apnea. That's, that's not going to fly. I'm thinking that the man did not want her to continue inspiring a generation of women. They wanted to mitigate the damage that had already been done. If you look at our world today, whether it be the, the lawmakers or the people in charge, everybody is coming down on women and they're coming down on people that aren't like them. And I'll tell you, I do not believe it is out of the realm of possibility that somebody at a high level said, look at her. She's back. She's back after all these years inspiring women, letting them know they can be generals and shit. We need to do something about that. Especially with the heroin being found in her system. I gotta wonder, did someone give her something? Did someone push her over the edge? And you know, when I look at the world of conspiracy theories, I see lizard men, I see DARPA, I see chemtrails, I see all sorts of crazy things, and some of them I believe in too. I do not believe it's out of the realm of possibility that someone decided that Princess Leia had to go, that she was too good for our generation and for our kids. I do not believe that we know the entire story, folks. Now you can call me crazy if you want. Lots of people do. Especially the guy that hosts the show. In fact, he's making hand gestures at me now. What's this across the throat? <laughs> this is my show now, buddy. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, but I am almost done. Don't worry. I just want to stop and let you guys think about this for a moment. Think about what an inspiration Carrie Fisher was and how much more she could have done as Star Wars again becomes the biggest thing in the world, just like it did all those years ago. And ask yourself, does something smell rotten here? This has been EH, and I need to decompress now. I got myself a little worked up. So I'm going to go in the back here of this little studio and 
Actually, I call it my rev quarters, EH. Your what? Your rev? Whatever. I'm going to go back there, and I'm going to grab a couple things and calm myself down and pass this over to you. You know, he's going to go ahead and give you all the news the man wants you to think is happening in this world. Peace out. And it is great to have my own show back. Um, I think I want to thank EH for uh, starting us off at the beginning of the show. Now, I do want to say, uh, man, you could have backed off the mic a little bit, you know, don't you think? I mean, there's going to be more pops and hisses in that segment than a bowl of Rice Krispies. And by the way, for the record, chemtrails are not real. It's just condensed air. Bah, bah. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't even understand... This was a horrible idea. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on with the news this week. First of all, uh, wow, there is a big viral uproar that seems to be in the wrong about Gal Gadot's pay on Wonder Woman and her appearance in Batman v Superman. Now, uh, you might have seen this online. uh, People saying, hey, you know what? Gal Gadot was only paid $300,000. Now, I don't know if this was per appearance or combined between the two. Uh, however, people are saying, oh, well, she's not getting paid as much as the male actors. Now, let me tell you something. WB, Warner Brothers, has made and is going to make enough mistakes in this DC Comics uh, movie universe. We don't need to be making stuff up. This went viral, and people were in an uproar. And the truth of the matter is, she made the same amount of money as Ken- Henry Cavill did for Man of Steel. $300,000 is what he was paid, and... Then he renegotiated his salary for the next movie. Now, I would say arguably Henry Cavill had a bit more of a name than Gal Gadot. Yes, she played a supporting character in uh, a Fast and Furious movie. He had uh, shouldered an entire show in the form of the Tudors. So uh, I definitely would say he had uh, a slightly higher star in the sky than she did at the time. And her deal on Wonder Woman means she makes $300,000, then she gets a percentage based on how the movie performs, and it's doing great. So, of course, it is going to uh, result in her getting a bigger payday on this. And she's going to come back and renegotiate her salary for the next movie, as she should. So, it really isn't a big deal. We don't need to be making stuff up. There's enough fake news out there. Uh, We don't need to be doing that ourselves. Uh, Next up, Sony is developing a new Fantastic Four movie from a completely different perspective. They are going to uh, do a more kid-friendly version, and it's going to be from the perspective of Valeria and Franklin Richards, the son and daughter of uh, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman. Now, while I I don't think anybody was holding their breath going, man, I can't wait for the next... um, you know, Fantastic Four movie. Uh, wait, was that Fox or Sony? I think I said Sony. I'm not sure. I get the two confused. I, I could have been wrong about that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The company that keeps fucking up Fantastic Four movies is what I meant. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is actually a really good idea. Uh, only We've never touched on those characters. It would help. I mean, for them to be there, the Fantastic Four already have to be established. Pick strong actors to play those adult roles and do it from their perspective. I mean, this is something that could really work, and it's the kind of, uh, God, I hate to say it, but almost genius idea I would expect to see out of Marvel. So uh, if this ends up coming to fruition, I am actually kind of excited to see where this goes. Um, Now, I don't know if any of you watched The Leftovers on HBO. Um, I've heard it's a great show, but I have not watched it. Uh, But Damon Lindelof, uh, who was uh, the creator of that show, as well as uh, one of the co-creators of Lost, is going to be doing something a little different now. He's staying in the at the house of HBO, and he's going to be retooling and adapting 
Watchmen for HBO. Now, this is very, very interesting because, in, in my opinion, is probably going to differ from a lot of opinions out there, but I, I'm going to go out and say this, and y'all can lambaste me if you want. Uh, I feel that the Watchmen movie was solid. The I feel the only issue anyone could have with it was that the ending differed, and I feel like that you can't have that ending in this current world. You know, giant squid monster just doesn't work. And the ending that they chose actually did fit into current times more. Now, that being said, by the time they get to the end of the story in this TV show, I mean, things are starting to look a lot like the 80s now, if you've noticed our political climate. So it's entirely possible we could be back to giant squid monster. In fact, I can see it now. I mean, here's my idea. I'm going to make hats. It's going to be say Trump making giant squid monsters great again. Uh, I, regardless of that, this is a tough nut to crack because the Watchmen movie had some fantastic performances that are hard to follow up. Um, how do you follow up Jeffrey Dean Morgan? How do you... Uh, I, I just don't know how you do that. Uh, this is going to be a, a loaded, loaded TV show because while I'm sure it's going to be strong, I don't see how they can improve on what was already done. I can see you could expand it. Um, you can tell a little bit more of the story, but you know, at the end of the day... It doesn't feel like there's room for improvement. Uh, I could be wrong, and I'd be happy to be proved wrong. We're just going to have to wait and see because it's early days on this deal. But uh, I have to say I'm a little concerned because I just don't see the point. Uh, next up, uh, a number of people are being touted to take over the Han Solo solo film, and one of those people is Ron Howard. Now, the uh, original directors have uh, been let go. Uh, apparently, they like to have a very improvisational set and kind of make things up and uh the studio really wanted somebody who would just you know do things by the book and uh, listen to what they say so there, there's a whole controversy going on now because uh, they've been on this film for like two years and they've been filming since february i mean this has their their hands all over it and there's a big big uh, discussion going on as to who gets the credit? Who gets the royalties? Do they get to be at the, the premiere? All these things. Because usually if somebody gets replaced, they get replaced in the beginning or pretty quickly. But um, this is kind of a big deal because, you know, a lot of the work on the film is done. Now, uh, I'm not going to pretend to even have a, a horse in this race. I mean, I it doesn't really matter to me. I'm not all that excited about the Han Solo solo film anyway. Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see where this goes. It certainly could lead to some new rules as far as the Screen Actors Guild and how they deal with situations like this. Now, if you're a video gamer, and I know you are, because I am and everyone must be, uh, something great happened this week. Now, I don't know if you have fond memories of turning on that old black box and hearing Sega. Well, I certainly do. In fact, I remember I got my, my Sega Genesis for my birthday. And it was the most exciting thing ever, and it was the first time I'd heard a video game really talk. And when I fired up Altered Beast, and it said, prepare to meet your doom, I just about flipped. I ran out into the kitchen and said, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, you gotta come see this. Dragged them out into the living room, and by then the, the, boss, the level one boss had kicked my butt. Um, but I loved it. Now, Sega is releasing a bunch of their, their classic games on mobile platforms, and I can confirm that it's out for Android as of today. Uh, it's called Sega Forever. Now, what's interesting is they're not creating one application where you can access all these games. Each game is separate. And what you can do is you can download them. They are free to play, 
free to download. There are ads though, and there are some limitations on where you can save. You can only use cloud saves uh, if you do the free version. For $1.99, you can get rid of the ads and you can uh, enable uh, local saves. Uh, both versions uh, have controller support, so you can really play them like you should without having to use the on-screen controls. And the list of games, while small, is awesome. You've got Altered Beast, Comic Zone, Fantasy Star 2. I mean, it. There, there's a few others, but I mean, it, it's a great list of games to start off with. And uh, I think this is actually a really good platform to follow because I've seen other companies try to release classic games and it's always awkward, it's always weird, and you never feel like you're getting uh, what you pay for or paying for what you get or something like that. Uh, this is a great idea. Give it to us for free because they know we can already get it on an emulator on the same device for free. Give it to us properly with all the original sounds and some support for free. And if we want to get rid of the ads, two bucks, yeah. I mean, I make two bucks on my Google Opinion Awards uh, rewards every single week. So I, I can buy a game every week if I want to. I think it's a fantastic idea and one of the best uses of old licenses in games that I've seen out of any of the video game companies. Um, finally, uh, Arrow's Colton Haynes has joined the cast of American Horror Story. Now... I can't say that uh, I really know how I feel about the new season of American Horror Story. It's uh, supposedly going to be based on the, the election we just went through, which was enough of a horror story to begin with. Uh, it's one thing reliving something like that just a few months later. It's also a completely different thing when it feels like that horror story hasn't stopped. So I, I don't know if this is going to be escapism TV or if it's just going to be like, oh, this is what happened in the news today. That's scary enough. However, my opinions aside, he is joining the cast of American Horror Story, which is exciting, especially for him. Uh, it also means that he's going to have a job for a while because, he, as you know, American Horror Story always reuses cast members. So he'll probably be in every single season they make from this point forward, always playing a different person. Uh, certainly, it's one of my favorite shows. And while I'm not excited about the concept of this year... Uh, I have to trust that uh, the creators, um, what was it, Ryan Murphy, uh, he, he's never really let, let me down so far, and every season has been interesting, so maybe they do have a spin on this whole election horror story that will work. Uh, it's just hard to see right now from where us little people sit who are about to, to lose any chance of ever having health insurance. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about... Uh, this week in the news is actually news itself. I noticed something yesterday, and I found it was very odd. Now, maybe some of you out there uh, have seen this, and you're aware of this, uh, but I was not. Let me tell you what I saw. Now, I was following the uh, the runoff election between Karen Handel and John Ossoff, uh, just because if you follow politics, that was kind of a big deal. And when I logged onto my computer for the day, I pulled up Google News, and there it was. Uh, Ossoff and Handel uh, election comes to a nail-biting finish. And then I see a ton of other headlines that appeared to have come from 12 or 14 hours in the future. I'm like, what? So I start going through all of these articles, and all of these articles had headlines as if the election was over. But they were posted early in the day, and then they continued updating them throughout the day. Now, I've seen situations where, you know, a terror attack in London... You know, and then they just update the story so you don't have to keep going to different places to find um, updates on it. But this kind of seemed underhanded to me. I mean, they are literally printing headlines from the future and then updating them. I mean, is this a common thing? I've never noticed it before. If it is a common thing, I, I, I think that's kind of BS. You know, first of all, it really confused me. Second of all, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should start, you know, naming my episodes the 
next week's episode name or something. I, I guess I just don't understand why you would do that. If you want to do live results of, of Georgia election or something like that and update that throughout the day, but don't create a headline that hasn't happened yet. I mean, we, we live in a world where fake news actually does exist, um, lots of it on both sides of the table, and now we're intentionally making fake news for no reason. So I gotta say, I little concern there, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I mean, cut it out, guys. You have a job to do, and you should have integrity, so do it. Uh, that's going to cover the news, and I think it might be time to move on to something else. And it's time for my favorite part of the show every week. It's time for the GeekPod Blue Mailbox. So we're going to start off with a question from Nick Mormon. And Nick asks us, if my mail would load, what's your favorite comic book character ever? Wow. You'd think I would say Batman, but the true answer to that would probably be John Constantine. And not the current run, the original Hellblazer run. Uh, Next up, should they reboot Spawn? Uh, comic book wise or movie wise I mean that that's a pretty uh, broad question movie wise I think they have to given the time that uh, has passed since the original movie and uh, they are actually working on that uh, McFarland has written a script uh, apparently they are working on getting it into production so we're probably going to see that sometime soon comic book wise I, I am not totally caught up with Spawn but I know that a lot of crazy stuff has happened with the character and it feels to me like, I mean, they're they're in the 200s now. They've created such a universe. I don't think that you want to reboot that. Let, let's see where it goes. Uh, next up, what's better, Off the Wall or Thriller? Um, dude, I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah, not a clue what this question is about. So my question is going to be Off the Wall because the Thriller sounds like, you know, something where you're sticking a finger where it shouldn't go. Uh, favorite Robin, uh, Stephanie Brown, hands down, only because she's uh, just about my favorite Batman character, period. Um, of course, she was Robin for like, you know, six whole minutes. So if I'm going to pick one of the more traditional Robins, um, man, do I like Dick Grayson more? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go traditional Dick Grayson. But really, if we're saying whoever's worn the costume, it's going to be Stephanie Brown. Finally, which order should I show Star Wars to my little brother? Uh, that's easy start with the new films and the reason for that is they are much more kid friendly there's a lot of stupid things in them i don't know how little your brother is but uh if he's little little he's probably going to enjoy the the prequel films more than the original trilogy but by the time you get him to the original trilogy he'll be hooked and he'll actually watch uh, next up we have questions from a J- jacob previt Previte? i'm not sure who that is it's exciting to get messages uh in the geek pod blue mailbox from people i don't know Let's take a look. Okay, who helped more, the Gungans or the Ewoks from Star Wars, and why? Oh, as far as when it mattered, probably the Ewoks, because the the fall of the second Death Star was a much bigger deal, uh, and that's my final answer. I have a hard time looking at Gungans. Uh, Next up, why didn't Sam and Frodo fuck? Because it wasn't written that way. Though I kind of wonder that myself. And we don't know that they didn't. Hobbits are strange creatures. Who knows what they did when they got back to their hobbit hole. Number three. Can there be... Can I can't talk today. There can only be one return. Return of the Jedi or Return of the King. I believe this question is asking me if, if I can only have one of these movies. Um, 
Return of the King was a much better movie than Return of the Jedi. Uh, but Return of the Jedi did bring us Slave Leia. So I, that, that's a toss-up. But if you make me pick the one that I enjoy watching more, probably Return of the King. The Lord of the Rings films were almost infinitely watchable. I pick up something new every time I watch them. Number four, who's more overrated, Darth Maul or Boba Fett and why? Well, I'm going to say Boba Fett is overrated. Uh, now, neither of them we have we seen a whole lot of. However, I, I do believe that Darth Maul has been seen on camera as being much more badass. Uh, Boba Fett just kind of hid in the shadows and then, you know, got hit with a, a lightsaber or a, a blaster to the uh, his jetpack and fell into the Sarlacc pit. I mean, he, re he looked awesome. He was, we're told he's a real badass, but we never actually see anything. So if I'm going to go by what I actually saw on screen, I'm going to say Boba Fett is overrated and Darth Maul is definitely the bigger badass. Uh, number five, Jay and Silent Bob or Randall Graves and Dante Hicks? <sighs> Again, these questions don't have uh, any kind of framework. I guess they're saying who's better um, Randall and Dante are certainly more like uh, me and my friends Jay and Silent Bob are, are more entertaining to watch, but they're more like caricatures or cartoon characters. Finally, do you think Spider-Man: Homecoming will be better than when Toby or when when first uh, Toby McGuire uh, put on? Yeah, again, I can't talk. Do you think Spider-Man: Homecoming will be better than it should be than than the first Toby McGuire Spider-Man movie? I think that everything is there for it to be better. It's entirely possible. We will have to wait and see, but this is now being handled by Marvel. It's being handled by the people that know how to make super awesome superhero movies. Now, the, the first uh, original Spider-Man uh, was fantastic, uh, but I have to think, you know, everything they've learned over the past, uh, oh, 10 plus years now, uh, making these Marvel movies, I think Homecoming can be better. We're just going to have to wait and see if it is. Uh, next up, I have uh, two different emails from Laura, so we're going to... <laughs> Uh, answer her questions here. What are some of the places on your paranormal bucket list and when can we go? That's a great question. What is on my paranormal bucket list? This is one of those ones I really wish I had had time to think about. I would really like to go to a, a like a, an insane asylum. There is uh, an asylum that is on a an island. I want to say it's downstate. Um, off the Hudson River, and you can get there by island. There are people that watch it, and there's there's posted signs, but uh, you can get there. The, n the name escapes me, but I I've always been uh, fascinated by the story there, and I would love to check that out. As for when can we go, I, I don't know, whenever. I'm game. Somebody call me. Second email, you know I hate reboots or remakes, but what is one thing you'd love to see come back from our childhood? Movies, TV shows, cartoons, or video games. Well, video games are all coming back. I mean, it seems like everything's being remade. Um, cartoons as well. I just saw a, a news item that they're doing a Rick and Morty special. Didn't that just go off the air? I, I don't know. Not something I ever watched. What would I like to see come back? You know, I, I, I'm really... I'd like to see them bring Highlander back, but I know they're they're making a reboot movie, but I have a feeling that they're going about it the wrong way. Uh, I, I don't think that the reboot is necessarily the right option for that. Again, they created a very rich, rich history with Highlander. I guess the only problem is, you know, what they eventually did was run it into the ground and turn it into a, you know, a bad Saturday sci-fi channel flick 
uh, at the end. Uh, but I would love to see some. I don't want to see just a movie though. I would like to see a TV show again, something more of a limited series, like an HBO kind of thing. Uh, I especially love the flashbacks in that TV show. I thought that was great. Um, if is there anything else I would like to see come back? You know, there was a cartoon called Ulysses that I still remember from my childhood, and it was about some dude in a giant ship and in space, and it was really a, a sci-fi take on uh, the Odyssey, I believe. But I still have that, you know, that theme song is still stuck in my head. I would love to see a more educational um, kids cartoon, something like that, where they're exploring, you know, a, a great... Uh, work of fiction like the Odyssey or at least something that is a little more educational in nature. Uh, I think when we were younger we actually got shows that taught us stuff while we were entertained and I don't see a whole lot of that now when I turn on the TV and you know my, my daughter's watching Spongebob or lately it's been uh, Goldie and Bear. I, none of these shows seem to have any actual value beyond entertainment and it seems to be something that we lost with uh, I feel like this this generation's iteration of Nickelodeon, uh, they just try to make people laugh and keep their attention in 7 to 11 minute stretches, and it certainly has hurt the fiction of uh, cartoons. So yeah, I would like to see a, a bit more substance come back to our cartoons. That's something I'd like to bring back. Is that, is that a reboot? You know, actually trying and shit? I don't know. Uh, we also have a question from Andrew this week. Well, we have several questions from Andrew this week. Uh, Andrew says, why is the sky yellow during a tornado? You know how they say, don't ever piss into the wind? Well, most people don't listen. And what do you think happens when all those people piss in the wind and a tornado is bearing down on you? Boom, yellow sky. How do bumblebees fly when it, when it is aerodynamically impossible for them to do so? Because they tried really, really hard, and the magic was inside them the entire time. Why does Chinese food give me the runs and make me hungry 30 minutes later? Because you need to go to the doctor, and you probably have stomach cancer. And finally, what do they, and then they, in brackets, what do they say electric cars are green when they cause just as much environmental impact? Why do they say that? Okay, well, you know, I don't really see that they do create the same kind of environmental impact. Uh, I, I think you would have to bolster that argument with some facts there, Andrew. Now, I'm not saying that you're wrong, because I don't know, but everything that I have read about this, you have to factor in the environmental impact of the actual building materials, but that should be somewhat similar between both kinds of vehicles. Once you have the electric car built, you do not have the impact of, of gasoline, of burning emissions, of all of the other vehicles it takes to get gasoline around the country and around the world, all the vehicles it takes or machines it takes to get it out of the ground, the vehicles that those people who work those machines have to drive to get there, uh, the planes they have to fly to get to those countries. Uh, there are so many things that, that factor in there. I, I feel like the lack of a fossil fuel being utilized is a huge impact. It's not one small factor. It is one large factor that is buffeted by tons and tons of other factors. Uh, those are some good questions, though, making me think, Andrew. Thank you very much. And finally, we have one email from a Michael Blah. Says, thanks for the shout-out. And here goes. Are you trying to steal your look from Kevin Smith? Jorts, lawn, lawn I think it's supposed to be long shirts. I guess Michael Blah can't spell. 
The hair and beard, come on, man, all you need is a backwards ball cap and a trench coat. Uh, well, Michael, I would say that if I was trying to steal my look from Kevin Smith, I would have a backwards ball cap, I would have a trench coat, I would trim my beard so that it almost wasn't one, and, uh, I mean, come on, Kevin's got short hair. I mean, really, the only thing on here is, I mean, I wear a t-shirt, he wears jerseys, uh, is I wear jean shorts, and I've been wearing jean shorts since, uh, God, must be 1989, something like that. So I think if you're going to you know, judge somebody or say that they're like somebody else by a few items of clothes they wear, then, I mean, that's a pretty broad spectrum. And look at Andrew we just talked about. Look at the way he dresses. I can't tell if he's Braveheart or Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I, I think that's kind of a stretch, Michael. Next question. Why did you make Paul stop wearing the shirt-tie combo at cons? They look pimp AF. I believe that's supposed to mean as fuck. Uh, well, I didn't make Paul stop wearing those. Uh, Paul's a big boy, and he can do whatever he wants. And if he's actually listening to me when I say you shouldn't wear a shirt and tie, uh, I think there's some self-esteem issues that he should probably get some therapy for. Uh, however, I did point out the fact that if we are going to be at a convention, and this matters less at the local conventions where everybody already knows us. When we go out of town and we, I mean, we're spending money to stay in hotels to try and build our brand. And every single second of every single minute that I am out there, I want to be wearing something that promotes my brand. And all I did was tell Paul that was my thought process, process on it. That's why I wore my GeekPod shirt for two days straight when we were at Nickel City and we were in Saratoga Springs. Because every time someone sees me, I want them to see GeekPod because that's what we're there for. If we're not if we're not advertising, if we're not selling ourselves, then you know we're spending money. We might as well just say, hey, we want to go to the convention, rather than you know pretend like we're trying to build something. Uh, if Paul agreed with that, and all that means is he's a really smart guy. Sometimes. Next up, when is YouTube Nick going to be on again? Can you warn us ahead of time so we can skip that episode? Well, uh, YouTube Nick, actually, I was talking to him uh, yesterday, uh, trying to see if we could get him a little more involved, uh, only because, you know, I like having uh, YouTube Nick on, and he always has something interesting to say. Now, as for when that's going to happen, I don't know. Uh, I was... Uh telling him that it would be a lot easier to plan something, you know, if he had a vehicle and could drive around. Something he's working on, uh, I think I can say for YouTube Nick uh, that he apologizes and it's just that he's really lazy. Uh, I think I can also say that he's listening to this right now and going, God damn it, it's webcam Nick, Nick, webcam Nick, or something like that. He's probably jumping around. Speaking of which, he posted a video on Facebook the other day, today actually, and it said, getting out of Guardians 2, and it was him dancing around, and he was wearing an apron like he was at work. I mean, did you wear your apron to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Nick? Really? That's very strange. Next up, who was the worst guest you've ever had on? And then the best. The worst guest was by far a, a very strange little... Uh, writer in Saratoga Springs who, while we were happy to talk to him for a few minutes about his book, he just wouldn't stop and it was almost impossible to get him off the microphone. And, uh, you know, it, it was compounded by the fact that after we finally got done talking with him, he went over to our good friend Joe Orsak's table, started talking to him about buying, you know, his uh, one of his graphic novels. And then proceeds to go on Amazon and goes, well, I can get it cheaper on Amazon, which, uh, you know, had he done that before he asked to sit down with us and talk to us about this book he's been writing for the past 20 years, I would have told him to, you know, F off. Uh, but yeah, it was very strange. Uh, I mean, maybe he's a nice guy, but I, dude, you, 
you, you can't sit there and talk endlessly about a world you've been creating in your head for the past 20 years that nobody's ever seen a bit of and talk to us as if we already know. It, it, it was just a very stilted conversation. Uh, the best guest, um, my favorite, will probably always be uh, J.G. Hertzler, uh, who is now running for Senate, Congress? One of the two. Uh, yeah, he, he's a fantastic guest, and I, I would love to sit down with him uh, 15 more times in the next year. Next up, have you started saber training? No, I have not. In fact, my saber has not ever touched another saber. And my lightsaber has also never touched another lightsaber because the one time uh, Paul and I were actually going to try and use our sabers to fight at, a, I believe it was Madison's uh, birthday party, um, we brought our sabers and then, or it, I don't know, it was just weird. I mean, the professionals were all around and I think we were both scared to even just like, you know, clap them together because they'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> rookies. Uh, I don't know. I think we chickened out. We'll have to do it one of these days. Next up, guys that cosplay as the crow. Awesome sauce or pathetic goth wannabe? Uh, it depends. Do they have a live bird? If they have a live bird, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I look at it this way. I mean, the crow is an, an eternal character. It will always be in comics. It will always be in movies. I mean, they're, they're working on reboots now. It's just, it's a classic story. And I don't see anything wrong with dressing like that. If you've got already got part of the look, and you've got a killer trench coat, then go for it. I'm certainly not going to judge you. And this looks like the last question. What would you cosplay as? And don't say you wouldn't. That's not an answer. You asked for this, buddy. Now answer the question. It almost sounds like somebody is telling me what to do on my own show. Uh, however, uh, clearly, this person is uh, trying to goad me into an answer, so... I'll make it easy for you. If I'm going to cosplay, I mean, apparently I'm already halfway to Kevin Smith, so why not? And that's going to cover the letter section this week, kids. Now, I want to say tune in next week when I will, but I'm not going to this week because I'm going to say something stupid and then I'm going to get in my head that, hey, I could actually pull that off. And then I'm going to stress about it and worry about it all weekend. And then I'm actually going to try to pull off some stupid, ridiculous idea and put it in the show. I will return to saying something stupid and ridiculous uh, next week, but this time, just this time, just this show, I'm going to let it fly. I'm just going to let it go. Just tune in next time when I'll do something. Till then, talk and roll, kids. GeekPod Blue is a GeekPod Network production. Executive producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by James Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston. Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Geekpod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find Geekpod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD. Yeah.